Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm Lance Osborne. I'm Bobby. How's it going? What's up, dude? How are you? How are you? You first. I, I always go first. Oh, I get to go? Yeah, you, I'm asking you, you this time. You love me. You really love me. No, man, it's... But do they? Um, they do. They. I, I get fan email all the time, and I, I know you I've check never, the email account, but man, I get personal letters. I've never gotten a tweet or anything, unless I tell someone that I shouted them out on the show, like shout out on the show to you. Do they listen, typically? And I've done that a few times in fabrication. And they were like, wait, I listened to the show, and you didn't say my name. Hang on, and I hang was, on. Let's back up for a second, and let's be real. Fabrication is a really fancy word for lie. I didn't want to say I lied to them, okay? <laughs> I mean, come on. Let people figure that out. That's awesome. And, and I may have lied about that, too. I'm not really sure. No, but that's a, that's a good marketing technique for the podcast. We need to keep that in mind. Lying. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> no, of course we're kidding around here. Man, it, it's good. We are in you know the final hurrah of summer as far as the, the kids going back to school and all that stuff that's coming up. Obviously, we just talked about that on the back to school episode that we did. Uh, go back and listen to that if you would like. That was a pretty fun one that, that Bobby and I did talking about public schools and private schools and all that. But yeah, anyway, so summer's winding down. We're just doing everything we can. We're trying to cram in as many visits to the park and big summer events and all that stuff. We're trying to do as much of that as possible before right. it gets really crazy, you know, before the school year kicks in and then we're kind of like back to the routine. And there's beauty in the routine, but man, there's a lot of beauty in summer too. Yeah, it's funny. I think in the last five days, there's always been, there's seems like we've come up with a this is the last whatever, whatever, and this is the last time we're going to go to the pool. and Or, you know, I'm making that up, but this is the last popsicle. Yeah. <laughs> but then we do it again, you know, and it's like, oh, we did that yesterday. And um, anyway, so. It yeah, was, the uh, kids get so crazy. excited with stuff like that, too. They're like, oh, they like countdowns. And they, I don't know, what is it about kids that make them like stuff like that so much? And to the same thing that. It's this, the, what makes them tick is what we what makes us tick. It's that we've just seen too much and things don't surprise us anymore. That's the problem with becoming an adult. Ooh, the jaded aspect. The pretty profound. Yeah, well, I mean, it's obvious with adults, but it's funny when you start thinking about your kids becoming a little bit more worldly, for lack of a better yeah. term. Oh, uh, Dad, we did that already. It's not as cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's not something that you expect from your three year old, but as you know. With your seven, almost eight-year-old, and in your case, your eight-year-old already, they're getting to that age a little bit, you know, not quite the, what, the tween stage or whatever, but you can see the writing on the wall, right? Yes, yeah, and you're hoping that they, I don't know, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but they don't start to pull away too much, and, you know, you want them to be kids as long as they can, so I think there are some things to do to, to help Help that, which kind of segue into our topic. I was today. about to say, are you uh, teeing me up for this one? For I'm teeing you up. About? I was, I was going to say, so summer is all about spending time together as a family, which is awesome, and it's you know something that we all need to do more of. Uh, you know, make or at least make very intentional efforts to do so. And as we roll into school, you mentioned getting back in the routine. There's beauty in the routine, and you may not be. You know, weekends are awesome, and you'll be together, but. Uh, you know, what's it like when, when you're not all together, how do you make the effort to like stay connected to everybody? 
and we mean maybe individually. Right. And that gets that gets harder the more kids that you have. And I will say before we even get into the topic, and by the way, you know, if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen it scroll on your phone or whatever. You know, today we're talking about giving individual time to your kids. But maybe as a preface to that, I'll, I'll say, yeah, you know, in your traditional relationship, husband, wife, that kind of thing, that has to be a priority because you've got to be on the same page with your spouse before you can really function properly as a parent is what I believe. Now, I know in... Man, I feel like we're always giving caveats, but we have to. We have to say, look, there are single mothers out there with big families, and there are single fathers out there with big families, and there are all those situations. We love those. We embrace those. But we do come back to you know whatever that percentage is of more traditional relationships where you've got both the husband and the wife, the mother and the father working uh, together, raising raising the big family. Um, right. Well, that's what we I mean, that's what we relate to because that's what we live in. That's where we're at. That's exactly that's right. Yeah. So. so I will also say, you know, you and Kat, I'm sure you're on the same page as Sarah and I are. Uh, it's so important for you guys to have that one-on-one time away from the kids to be able to build your relationship, build your love, all that stuff. But what happens when you're doing a good job with that and now it's time to kind of give back to the kids a little bit more? I think the reason this is so important to to Bobby and the reason it's so important to me is because I've realized that it's fine to be a good parent to a bunch of kids. It's it's certainly important. It's great to be a, a good parent to a bunch of kids and look at all of them together collectively and you love them all. But you've also got to be a good parent to each individual kid. When your daughter is getting married on her wedding day, when she looks into her daddy's eyes, that needs to be her specific father. That needs to be her moment. She needs to have some memories to latch on to of the conversations they had, of the activities that they did together. It doesn't always need to be. And, well, the seven of us, we went to the theme park or we went to the whatever those bonds, those individual bonds have to exist as well. So we just wanted to talk about that today. We thought that was important. And uh, Bobby, we're together on this, right, man? Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I think that I, I, this is. A, I think it's a very important topic. I feel like it's something as a, as a father, I, I could, I can work on more. I think it, this is a really great topic for big families because uh, I, you know, just sitting here thinking, it, it's hard. It's hard to find that individual time for all the kids. And while I don't put do or die stake on it, I don't put, you know, daddy issue or non daddy issues in the future. Um, you know, kind of importance on it. I'd put a, you know, a certain level of importance on trying to make it happen. I guess where I'm at is agree with you all the way, even I'll say a hundred percent, but I'm also not going to stress out about it. If the, I don't know the, the the bigger piece suffers for the for the smaller piece, and I and I know you're not going there, but I I think that's something that could be brought up when we talk about this stuff. Is am I sacrificing everyone to make time for this person when whatever? And and I don't think we're saying that. I think that we're saying weave it in and naturally build it, and it doesn't have to be you know, some big thing. And I, I think we're going to talk about some great examples of of spending time together, right? Sure. But you're exactly right. And if you're aware of it, if you're just a little bit more conscious of the way that you're interacting with your kids or not interacting with your kids, when you're a little bit more self-aware of, of what that looks like, it will become more a part of your natural routine of you thinking, okay, what's this upcoming month look like? And when am I able to do this activity or that activity with this individual kid? And, you know, we've talked about favorites. We've joked about that before. But realistically, you know, there's no parent in their right mind that would say, okay, let me spend all this one-on-one time with 
one kid, but not the others. So there's, there's that element too, that it's not you putting one kid above uh, the group as a whole. Hopefully you balance that out too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I didn't, I wasn't assuming you were saying the, the, I guess the situation I laid out where it's, so sacrificial that the whole family suffers. I don't. That's. I don't think we, neither you nor I would ever go there. But to weave in that intimate time to 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 know that you and Mary have a special connection about. I don't know bananas because you went. You know us so well. Had, had banana splits one day, and it was a daddy daughter <laughs> banana split, and she took a bite, and it got all over her face, and. And then you put it on your face because you wanted her to laugh and it was all funny. And then you guys ended up throwing the banana splits all over your face and rubbing them in your hair and everything. Dude, and your I mean, imagination is going wild. Oh, you mean that's not a true story? I've told you that story before, haven't I? <laughs> we'll let the audience decide if I made that up or it's a real Thank story. You, yes. Tweet us. <laughs> And if you're right now, <laughs> hey, this would be a good place to drop it before we get too deep into this episode. I do want to mm-hmm. mention this a little bit more instead of just always tagging it at the end. If you if you're enjoying the show, if you've got a suggestion for us, if you want to call us out on being completely wrong, any of that stuff, you can contact us in a myriad of ways. Just go to aboveaverageshow.com. You can also email us directly at theaboveaverageshow at gmail.com. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll recap that at the end, but I wanted to go ahead and throw that out there in case you haven't been to the website or whatever. We've got our archives and all that stuff there where you can listen to past episodes, holler at us, all that stuff. Anyway. Bam. Bam. So back back to the topic at hand. Yeah, so how do you do it? How, how uh, we, I think you and I agree that we that there's an, important, an importance here. It's it's worth it's worthy of some intention intentionality, right? And that's yeah. Whenever yeah. whenever anything is that in your big family, it's it's worth talking about. So well, uh, uh, how do we uh, how do we do it? Before we jump into that, though, if you don't mind, I was talking to a friend the other day who's got two kids, younger guy, and he said, "I would love to have a bigger family, but my number one fear is that I won't have enough time to devote to them individually." Yeah, so yeah, that, that's a common a thing. It is, and I think it's a common it's a common fear for. Um, I mean, parents could you could strip that down a little bit more because I've heard some people say, "I just I don't know how I'd ever love another one." You know, it's kind of on the same line. You know, how would I ever love the another one as much as I love this one? You know, it's on that same kind of level of thought. So, yeah, it, it's just one of those things that it it doesn't really to me it doesn't hold any air um, because your heart doesn't divide it it grows you know essentially um and i don't know if i could fully make that analogous with our topic but uh, maybe you could help me out there i mean i what what do you say (laughs) that's where you do have to weave in and this goes back to our you're having too many kids episode which was help me out what number was that was it six it was somewhere around there. Anyway, it was one of the, the first shows that we released. It's called You're Having Too Many Kids. Go back and listen to that if this topic interests you. Uh, where, you where we talk about kind of, would you say, love dividing? Oh, love grows instead of dividing. Yeah, Love grows instead of divides. It's basic math. Correct. Yeah. But time doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but time doesn't do that. But what we talked about in that episode is the value that the kids get in building those relationships with siblings and all that. It doesn't replace what they could potentially have with mom or dad, but it's it's something that exists when mom or dad is not able to spend, you know, 20 hours dedicated to their their single kid, right? Right. Having the only yeah. the only child. There's something that also exists 
uh, you know, when you're not able to spend that one-on-one time with them. But let's do try to hack it as much as possible and really do spend that time. You know, so what can we do? So I think that's where you were going, Bobby, saying, uh, let's talk about some examples, right? You're you're talking about the advanced model, advanced model dad, 2000, who doesn't just have to to do the minimal things, but hey, you could do even more if you wanted to, right? Yeah. How do we we be great, not just good? How do you make it better? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, I think this will give us uh, just a good springboard. We have some friends that have a tradition of taking each of their kids out on their birthday. Like, so their, their own birthday, they, the mom and the dad takes just them out and gets a sitter for the rest. They're a family of total of nine. Um, so mom and dad take the birthday boy or the birthday girl out and they go do whatever the birth, whatever they want to do, you know, and it's, it's fun to hear what each of them did that year, you know, because it kind of shows where they are and it shows a lot about their personality, like what age they are and what personality, so-and-so wanted to go to Chick-fil-A, get ice cream cones, and uh, go bowling. You're like, interesting. You know, why didn't you go to Baskin-Robbins? They got better ice cream. Well, no, because they wanted Chick-fil-A ice cream, you know? Uh, you know, so it, that, that's a fun story. And I really love that, 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 that idea. Um, the kids look forward to it every year, and, and uh, they've just got some really creative or some great stories from having done that. I like that. How um, how does that scale, though, would be my first question. I'm thinking seven kids, that's a lot, right? That's you know an average of, what, once every two months or so, a little bit more right. frequently than that. I'm thinking, and so uh, I mentioned a couple of minutes ago how important it is for mom and dad to have a great relationship and have their one-on-one time and all that. Man, Sarah and I do not do our date nights often enough where we grab a sitter and then we go out right. and do dinner and a movie or just sit down and, I don't know, budget or whatever, right? Just that yeah, one-on-one yeah. time, that kind of thing. Um, what yeah, happens, what talking- happens when you try to have that? And you, you try to have that uh, mommy and daddy time, but at the same time, you've got the, the two-one-one date night that you're talking about. That's, yeah, you're talking two, two date nights a month. And then if you've got a t- couple kids that were born in the same month on different years, then you're talking, yeah, you're right. It's a scale issue. And and without talking to them, I'm, I'm sure they just, they work. I don't, it may not be everyone gets a sitter and they go out at nighttime. It could be, uh, you know, um, mom stays home with a few of them and then dad takes the one and takes the birthday boy out and then they switch or something like that. Right. And, and I'm, I'm not speaking for them. I, I would love to ask them that question and I'm sure they'd be like, we just, we try. And sometimes it, it's never, it's never perfect. Yeah. And it's not, it's not the pretty way that it's laid out, but we figure it out. We've got 12 months to figure it out and we get them in there and they all love it and whatever. I'm sure that cool. would be yeah. somewhat of their answer, you know? Right. And I don't bring that up to be cynical, but you know, I do want to play kind of the devil's advocate side because if we no, have somebody that's, who's that's realistic, who's somewhat skeptical going, man, I don't have time to date my wife, much less date my seven kids. How do you right. make this happen? Well, yeah. either you prioritize it or you find different ways, uh, different ways to make it happen. So instead of it always right. being two on one, maybe at a certain kid number or a certain age, it becomes mm-hmm. daddy takes them out or daddy takes yeah. the boys out. Mama takes the girls out or whatever. Well, that's one thing I love about big families. I, I don't I, I don't want to jump down a different trail, but this was just a more spontaneous thought here. 
the traditions you start when you have three and four become less manageable at scale. And so they probably shift and they morph and maybe some of them fall by the wayside. Maybe some of them are, you know, and they don't have to be so, you know, strongly held to. It's okay to let that three, four person family tradition kind of fall, fall away. Um, it was great while it lasted, but now we're building new ones. What, what's five and six look like? Uh, and so that just that ad- adaptation from big families has always been a good thing that I've, you know, enjoyed a, as, as being part of one, as growing a family and knowing a lot of big families. I don't know if there's a show in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe if we had some specific, uh, you know, five examples or five stories of things that started one way and now they look totally different, you know. I like that idea. We'll have to keep that in mind. Um, another example, kind of moving on away from the birthday thing. So that's that's once a year for the kid. How can you do something that's maybe not um, not as much of, and I'm not, I'm not saying this for our friend that we're talking about, but just in general, how can you do something that's less of an event, less of a big deal? Uh, one thing that I love doing with my kids is just a quick coffee date. And yeah, it, I it's love the that. boys or the girls. It, it doesn't really matter. I'll grab one of them and it helps because I work from home. So if Sarah's home with the kids and I want to run to Starbucks or the coffee shop or whatever and sit down and knock out some emails and I'm going to be there for an hour or, you know, if it's a Saturday morning and it's early and we get up, I love running to the coffee shop and sitting there with one of the kids. We might chat or I might get some work done while the kid sits there and reads. It's about being together more mm-hmm. than it is, okay, let's have this big production and let's really create this memory that you're going to have when you're 25 and it's going to make you cry. I, it doesn't always have to be that. It can be that that small where you run away for an hour or two and you just have this little one-on-one time. And if you do things like that often enough, of course, you can do that much more frequently than just annually. Little things like that. And it doesn't have to be coffee. It can be, you know, mom's going to run to the grocery store. So just take one kid instead of taking everybody and saddle Mm -hmm. a neighbor, saddle your in-law, saddle whatever with the other kids while you have a little bit of one-on-one time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jumping into your next idea there, you you mentioned just things at home. Um, You don't have to necessarily leave the house to give intimate time to one of the kids. You know, Uh, I'm thinking just out loud here. Sometimes, you know, Ava's, Ava's eight, she's two years older than the next one, which is Lucas at six. And, uh, we don't mind giving her an extra 15 to 30 minutes at night to stay up. You know, if the boys are in bed by seven thirty or eight, which is kind of where we're at, it's, I, we don't mind if Ava stays up till eight or eight thirty. you know, just to, wherever that clock is happening that night. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Let me just kind of touch on that broadly. The yeah. idea of doing things that are age appropriate for them too recognizing, right. okay, you're older, so you get to stay up a little bit later. So mm-hmm. we'll carve out that 15, 30 minutes or whatever on that mm-hmm. end, which also frees you up to spend a little bit more of one-on-one time, you know, in the afternoon or whatever with one of your younger kids, because you'll get to right. do it with one of your older kids later in the day. Yeah. Exactly. I was, I was exactly what I was going to say. Ava and I may read together. We may just talk, chat it up. I'll ask her questions and and just, you know, have, have a little bit of one-on-one time at that. That's just one example. Uh, you know, it could be, I'm going to walk over to Lucas and he loves to build Legos, but I'm going to actually give some intent focused time with him. And he'll be like, dad, and well, you know, let me show you what I built the other day. And you know, it, it just, that's his, that's his thing. Ava and Noah and Luke, uh, yeah, Ava and Noah 
don't they're not as Lego-y <laughs> as Lucas. So, you know, I guess that's the other thing is finding their specific things that they do. You mentioned up here uh, maybe sports for your boys. You know, it might be fun to go to a um, – if you don't have a major league team in your city, find a minor league – like last night we went to a minor league baseball game here in Nashville. Oh, cool. It was, a, it was a family event. But I was thinking I could bring the boys back here, you know, and do a little daddy-son, you know, trip or whatever. I've tried to take Lucas and Noah to the hobby shop before to let him look at remote control cars and stuff like that, you know. So by the uh, way, you don't you don't actually have to buy anything. You can just go browse and and good do luck. that guilt free. <laughs> no, I I don't mean good luck because your kids will bother you. I mean good luck because when I walk in there, sucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should empty your your checking account and don't take your debit card. That's a good point though saying, you know, do uh, go catch a game with your boys or, you know, um uh, I don't know, the symphony or something or the ballet with your ladies, you know, if you really want to kind of reinforce some of those those gender stereotypes in a healthy way, in a positive way. Or reverse it, yeah, to not be stereotypical. Take, you know, maybe your girls or, you know, the take them to the ball game and take the boys to some cultured ballet. Broaden some horizon, <laughs> that's all right. There you go. But yeah, and you can do that and that can be maybe next level. So I mentioned like the little quick coffee date, but what if you wanted to take that next level and have it be a little bit more of a production Right. That now that's where you start getting into making some memories, I think. Uh mm-hmm. one of my favorite examples of this is um do you know who Ellie Golding is? Yes. The lights. She sings lights. Yeah, that was her lights. big hit. Right. And she's got Anything Could Happen and she's got some other songs. Anyway, she's this British pop singer, and for whatever reason, we just started playing her her stuff like crazy a few years ago. And Katie Beth, of course, kind of by osmosis, was listening to it. And most of it is, uh, you know, G-rated, if not PG. I mean, it's all, it's good, clean fun, good stuff. Well, when we were living in Nashville, I found out that she was going to play the Ryman Auditorium, which if you live in Nashville, you know about the Ryman. If you don't, you may not know, or you may not know, or you may know that it's the home of the Grand Ole Opry. That's where it started. But now it's one of the most amazing concert venues in the world. Seats something like 2,500 people. So it's very intimate, but these big stars come there. So we found out that Ellie was coming. And I told Sarah, I said, this could be really special for Katie Beth. This is something that I think she would remember. Even though she's only five, I really think that she'll latch on to this. And you know what? So Katie Beth will be eight soon. She still talks about that concert. She, I've got a few pictures of her. She's all dressed up. She, I don't know, just like a little girl would for a concert or whatever. It was a big mm-hmm. deal. That was a big date night that we did, and it was two on one. And that was really special. And I think carving out really important things like that from time to time, you don't even have to do it annually, but just kind of milestone events where you say, this is just us with just one kid. I think that's right. important. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, another idea that we thought of right before we started the show, and this is from you, and you gave this idea to me, and I've, I'm one for four now, <laughs> but uh, I have time, and that is creating, I, I just loved when you did this, uh, you created an email account for Katie Beth, I don't know, how old was she? You, I might go ahead and, and tell the audience that you may have started earlier than they need to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, gosh, she was, was she three, four, something like that? And I had this idea and it's something that, you know, has just continued with, with each of the other kids and Bobby, because he reminded me that I do this 
I totally forgot. Hey, we just had a baby two months ago, so I just now created the Gmail account for James. So he's got his going. So if you need to email him, you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, the idea there is just so cool. You might, I don't know, be at your coffee shop for an hour knocking out emails and I don't have a thought of Katie Beth that pops into your head. Or I always use her as an example. Let me use Luke. Luke pops into your head and uh, and you just start smiling. You know how you envision what he did yesterday, what he did this morning and how, how he hammed it up or whatever. Just a, a cool story of, of your boy. And this is where you just, pop up you're on your email you pop up in the email compose you know luke whatever whatever at gmail.com and you just say luke you're the you know this morning you wouldn't believe what you did you're this is how old you are this is what was happening it was so funny and if you got a picture you throw the picture in right 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 you send the email and then who knows how long it builds you i know you haven't gotten there yet like when you're gonna say you can look at your email um, but say it's, say it's five years, say it's 10 years, say you give it to all your friends and family and they're not going to remember cause it's not their kid, but they may once in a while, a grandparent or a, 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 a I don't know, an uncle or godparent, a, a Hello. godfather. Hi, yeah. <laughs> Bam. And, uh, an email, <laughs> you know, Luke, whatever at gmail.com. And then some year, someday he opens all these emails and says, he just gets to read through them. And how cool is that? I, I just love that idea. And I've done it for Ava and probably once a year I'll send an email to like the six to eight family members that are really close that might do it via email. Um, and then I'll, I'll kind of watch the account and it'll kind of pop pile up every so often. And I, I love that. So yeah, that, that's a great idea. It becomes a digital baby book, except instead of the baby book living in your nightstand somewhere, it it's active. You know, just like you said, you can be at the coffee shop or at a ball game. And just like you mm-hmm. would text one of your buddies, Hey, look at this picture. You can send it to your kid, and then, you know, when they turn 16, 18, 25, whatever it is, kind of hand over that account and be like, here you go. Here's the scrapbook that I made for you along the way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it, that, that's a little, little out there for our topic because it's not like spending time with the kids, but you are giving individual time to your kid in those moments when you're composing the email, when you're thinking of how to. Uh, attach the the picture or what you want it to look like and they may not get it all at once but imagine when they get it or they may not get it that day but all at once they may see how many times daddy emailed me you know or whatever back in the day when he was thinking about just me so i think it relates i wanted to kind of disclaim that because Uh, someone may be listening and be like well i don't see how sending an email to your child is spending time with well yeah uh, that's uh, it's a good point i'm glad you brought that up it's not spending time it's investing time if we're going to stick with the money analogy, that's really a wise investment. And you don't have to do the email thing, but kind of crafting some of those stories and sharing some of those stories, whether you do it orally, whether you do it you know, with the old school baby book, rock and roll will do that too. Or you do something like this email account. I don't know, create a Facebook account for your kids, do whatever you need to do that lets you connect with them, not only now, but in the future. Love it. I cool. love it. So why are we doing all this? Like, what are what are some of the benefits? You know, we've talked about kind of the uh, the how we accomplish this, but I think we need to look at some of the whys too. A lot of this is going to be extremely obvious. You know, you can probably just sit there, take a deep breath, and think through. Okay, why do I need to do this? Why do I need to be more conscious of this, more aware of this? But <laughs> we were talking about some of the gender stereotypes, that kind of thing. Um, Bobby, and I believe you wrote this note. This one, this is a really good note in our show notes for this. 
Um, if you've got some daddy son time and mommy daughter time or flip those rules, mommy son, daddy daughter, it gives your kids the opportunity. It gives your boys the opportunity to learn chivalry. It gives your girls the opportunity to learn what chivalry should be. Assuming that you know it. Assuming that you want your daughter to know what chivalry is. <laughs> no, but assuming that you know what it is so you can teach them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, you know, I when I get out with the boys, uh, and this is, I always say this on the episode, this, this episode's good for me right now. I need to, this is a good reminder for me. But when, I, when it does happen, I need to make it more often. We may run to the hardware store, you know, and, and a lot of times it's, I just want to go and come back. I'll be real with everybody. Sometimes it's, I just want to go and come back and Kat's like, uh-uh, <laughs> take, two, take, two, take two kids with you. And I'm like, fine, boys, come with me now. But when we get there, it's kind of cool because, you know, you just, sometimes you slow life down a little bit and it's fun to talk about power tools and hammers and yeah, and, it, awesome and it's the ru- dad with his boys yeah. and that's, you that's jump a on very- the lawnmowers. I can't remember. Totally. I have so many memories of my dad when I was a kid, we would ride the, we'd ride the tractors and what that was, was a ride lawnmower and we'd get on them and <laughs> he would get on them in his mid, however old he was, mid forties when I was a little kid or early, late thirties. And he'd pretend like that he was flying and make all the noises. And I'm like, this guy's amazing. He's so fun. Now I grow up. I picture what that picture looked like. And everybody's probably like, (laughs) that's either the coolest dad ever or that dad is mentally deranged. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go with coolest. Right. Yeah. But yeah, doing those things. Hey, 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 Luke, let's hold the door right here. You know, and then as she walks by, you know, a lady or whatever, you can whisper down in there. That was really awesome. And we should always hold the door for ladies and it's good to hold the door for anyone, you know? And yeah. So I think that's a good, good point. You were saying that. And my first thought was, this sounds like something out of the fifties. It sounds like we're talking about life as a Norman Rockwell painting. And you know what? We're, we are, I got no problem with that. (laughs) Yeah. We are real enough to say, look, it's not always like this. Right. Every Sunday is not this flawless trip to church. And then you have lunch afterwards and it's sweet tea on the front porch. I mean, come on. But at the same time, finding elements like that, finding opportunities to say, look, it's the dad taking his boys to the hardware store. That's not Norman (laughs) Rockwell. That's freaking America. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's awesome. It's cool to have those moments like that and to notice and recognize the opportunities for those. I mean, obviously, another benefit, you know, we talked about chivalry or whatever it is, but you're building and strengthening those relationships in a way that only individual time can do. It's really important, you know, for the dad to sit there and play football with all of his kids or for the mom to do whatever she needs to do, have everybody in the kitchen all helping at once to prepare dinner, whatever it is. But when you have that one-on-one time, you have those opportunities to bend down whisper in a kid's ear and say, this is a really cool thing that you just did, or this is a really great opportunity to learn X. Right. Yeah. It's it's so hard when you're distracted with the hubbub or all the other kids, you know, it doesn't matter how old they are. You're still probably distracted if you've got a bunch of, a bunch of kids. But when you have that one-on-one time, you've got that opportunity, like I said, to, you know, to, to, to not only literally whisper in somebody's ear, but to do it in a proverbial way as well. It instills confidence too, to have your dad building you up, to have your mom building you up. And you're like, okay, he loves me. She loves me. And it's, it's finding that opportunity to connect like that is, it's just super important. Yeah. And it's really cool when you might get you might get to witness 
what you're trying to teach them in action from the time that you, you know, you made intently to spend with them and you taught them X, Y, Z, you know, whether it was holding a door or, uh, putting your napkin in your lap. I mean, I don't know why manners and chivalry are coming to me, but, um, you know, whatever it may be. And then they put that into action when you're all together as a family, there's been times where we're moving and shaking and I'm, you know, probably not in the right frame of mind as a dad. And I'm like, come on, everybody, we're going to get in and out of the grocery store. And all of a sudden, I'm like, where's Lucas? Why are we Why are we down a kid? And I look back, and he's holding the door for, for you know, three people. And then I'm like, whoa. Yeah, immediately, my whole attitude changes, and I'm proud of him. And, and then I am mad at myself for having been so rushed that maybe if he would have been shy to do You know, so um, it's... It's cool when you get to witness the it working out, you know, and I make sure the boys, I don't know if we're getting off topic, but I, you know, being that we've got boys uh, and one girl, I think any family that has, you know, both genders, I make a major effort to make sure my boys treat their sister the way that I would want them to treat. You know, I, I, I want it to be both ways, you know, treat she, treat any woman like, you know, she's your sister and vice versa and da, 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 you know, so. I like that. Hey, what were you going to say about inside jokes? You had some really cool thoughts, and it was oh. it kind of probably relates to what you you know the the story you told about me yeah, and Mary just, and bananas or whatever, right? Well, more exactly. I mean, we still don't know if that's a story or not. Mm. But uh, I think when when I get to go out with Ava and we do a daddy daughter date or something, anytime you spend one on one time, you get to kind of build little inside jokes with your kids. Um, you know, their personalities shine through. And you know that you can talk a certain way or shake your head a certain way or do a weird dance a certain way. And that's their thing. Um, and you might be able to have those inside jokes. Um, not again, not to the, to where they're detrimental to someone else or they're making fun of somebody. I don't mean that, but you're sitting at dinner and you nod over at Noah or my, I nod over at my boy and do my special wink to him. And he nods back and then we chuckle and, snicker and the other kids are like what's going on and then we let them in on it you know fun stuff like that but yeah. we we not have we may not have had that opportunity had we not spent that time together that, that's all i meant by that yeah i like that and I, i've got stuff like that with my kids when i put luke to bed we do this little thing where i say who's my bubsy guy who's my good boy and he'll go me and he'll raise his hand and this is <laughs> you know just as he's going down for the night but it's just me and him. I don't even know if Sarah knows that we do that. So now, Sarah, I'm sure right. I'm sure you're going to listen. We do this thing every night when I put him to bed, and it's the cutest and now thing. She's going to say, "Oh, that's so cute." Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, it's it's that idea that we've got something that I that's not even a bond that I've got with my other kids. That specific thing. I've got other things, but that specific thing. It's just me and him. That's not right. something that he's got to share with his siblings. Yeah. Another thing with Luke and I is, we, for whatever reason, we we both. Uh, we're big into nicknaming and we don't do it on purpose. We just, it just happens. <laughs> so Lucas has renamed all of us in the family. Of course, I've got nicknames for all of them. Uh, and most of them are internal, but sometimes they'll, they'll leave the house and people will say, well, who's biggest guy? And I'll be like, Oh, that's Lucas. And who's, who's Rob? I'll be like, Oh, that's Noah. <laughs> Noah. <laughs> <laughs> who's Steve? And Luke will say, people will say, Hey, who's Steve? And, and Lucas will say, Oh, that's Noah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got, we've got so many. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure you have, and so I'm, I'm speaking to the listeners now. I'm sure you have stuff like this in your family. Uh, I hopefully, 
if you're kind of, I'll use the term again, self-aware enough to listen to a podcast about big families, you're probably already doing a heck of a job balancing, let me parent to all of the kids, but let me parent to each kid at the same time. You're probably already there. Oh, sure. Yeah, this is nothing new. Right. But just like Bobby said earlier, this is a good reality check for us to go, we can do a hair better. We can take it up a notch. We can go from good to great, that kind of thing. Maybe this inspired you to do the same thing. If you've got other ideas, if you've got specific ways that you've done it with your family, please let us know. We'd love to share those. We'll share them on our Facebook page. We'll share them actually in the show, whatever. Uh, But yeah, give us a heads up if you've got something that either we've missed, uh, like a glaring uh, we, we left it out glaringly, or you've just got something that's really cool and really special, and you found a way to essentially grow time instead of dividing it. Let us know. We would love to hear that. But I, I think we can wrap this up, Bobby, if you and I are, were together on this one. We good? Yeah, I think we covered it. I think uh, it was certainly good reminder, good to talk about. And I think parents that may have thought of it, but have just always felt the crunch of time and stress and work and can't figure out how to be together as a family, much less spend time one-on-one. I will say again, like I said, in the beginning of the show, I don't put do or die stake on this. I, your, your big family will be awesome. If you guys make an effort to be together in any way, shape or form, and it may never be coffee. It may just be the, you know, some people are in the living room and some are in the dining room and that's fine. So don't stress about it, but I, it, I think it, it's worth, uh, it's an important topic enough to, to kind of flesh out and see if it's worth see if it's worth putting some time into, right? Well said. Thank you, Bobby, for that. That's a, that's a great point. But again, yep. uh, if you've got something to add to the conversation, please do let us know. You can email us at theaboveaverageshow at gmail.com. Or again, check us out, aboveaverageshow.com. You can go straight over there and figure out different ways to contact us. On Twitter, for instance, I'm at Osborne, O-S-B-O-R-N-E. How about you, Bobby? Really? Uh, at B Earhart okay just at B-E-H-R-H-A-R-E-T I'm sure you got that down if you need to put this in slow motion (laughs) to hear that you can you can do that but uh, uh, again thank you so much for listening thank you for uh, appreciating kind of what we do Uh, there's no greater appreciation that you can show uh, to us doing the show than just by giving us your time by listening Uh, but if you want to take it up a notch You can also share this with some friends. If you know anybody else who would appreciate the show, uh, we would appreciate you sharing it with them. Uh, But again, aboveaverageshow.com to learn more about us, about the show, listen to the archives, all that stuff. But I guess that wraps it up for this one. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being above average. We'll see you all next time. See ya.